You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Eddie, we uh, it's another interview podcast today, mate. I love interview podcasts, Tom. Well, Absolutely th- love them. I think the listeners prefer them as well because it's it's just not you and me dribbling and talking Rambling shit. on and on and on. So, a nice change. Yeah. Today's guest, Eddie, mm. a rugby veteran, which is scary to say because I'm the same age, uh, of 97 Super Rugby games, 47 with the Melbourne Rebels and 50 with the Waratahs, including a maiden premiership. Is that correct? Maiden, a maiden championship with the Waratahs in 2014. <laughs> I'm getting like I've already fucked it up. <laughs> He's represented Australia in sevens as well as uh, 70 test matches for the Wallabies. 69 at halfback and I think maybe one on the wing. A random World Cup debut. Uh, the great Nick Phipps, welcome. Oh, thanks for having me, boys. That was, that was close enough. Close enough? What yeah, did yeah, I fuck yeah. up? No, no, nothing too much. I think it's... Uh few more super caps, but oh really? Yeah, and a few more win caps as well, I reckon. Fucking <laughs> Wikipedia! <laughs> I right. think you've got a, you've got over a hundred te- <laughs> super rugby caps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So as you shit. said, ninety seven. I was like, ooh, <laughs> I reckon that's wrong, Devo. And I did look it up because I read a, an article and it said over a hundred. Uh, and then I saw Wikipedia and I just go, you know what? Sorry, but I don't think someone's. I don't think anyone's changed. Yeah, this. who's updating that? Yeah, dude. Is there what? a guy that looks after Nick and Nick alone? Because there, if there, there is, well, be. if there yeah, is, there should, should be a fucking fire. He needs to be fucking spanked. <laughs> well, that was a shocker. That's the second in a row consecutively of guests that I've screwed up the intro. That's all right. It's relevant. It's all over a hundred. Nice. Result. Over a hundred. So, yeah. how many have you played? Uh, I think it's about one hundred and twenty. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> 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 You've just screwed him out of twenty-three. Four in the last two years. So. <laughs> I'm getting there. Oh my god, dude! It's it, it is it's no, seventy it's right. Wallabies cap. Yeah, it is seventy-two. It's a serious 72. number. There you yeah. go. I fucked that up as well. That's all right. Tom, look, it's about how you bounce back. That's true. That's <laughs> okay. true. Great. We got start. time. We got time. Yeah, we do, um, mate. Thanks for joining us. Oh, before we actually get started, and this is something legitimate. So I don't know whether you are aware, but we were in the same super coach last year. I won't mention oh. the name for both of our. Was this rugby league super coach? Yeah, rugby league, league super yeah. coach. Yeah. Actually, yeah, God's yeah, game. Yeah, God's, God's game. game. I didn't pay you. What? Exactly. So you were one of the eight people. Was this, is this pay. an on-air payment? This is an on-air payment. I was uh, when we were, I was you know looking up stuff for Nick, and I was like, "Holy shit, dude! I never paid super coach." So I, do I have I to hashtag ad for this later on Instagram? Uh, you have to share it to all your followers. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. all. That's all. Uh, but I believe it was seventy-five dollars a win. Oh, yeah. that's not. Nice. Look at this. Yeah. Cash. That'll be good. There you go. I'd put, put that down on, to the Crown Hotel the pokies, later. Yeah. I bet you didn't think you were going to come and make seventy five dollars. No, I think that's the third person that's paid me out of it. There, are, there was League like twenty people. Yeah. Out of how many? <laughs> twenty people. Do they just look at you and go, "You don't need the money, bro"? <laughs> I feel like <laughs> they just think it's water under the bridge. <laughs> well, mate, I was like, "Oh, that's so fucked." And now I'm meeting him, and I'm like, "I mean, I'm sure he doesn't know, but I just felt it would have been right." Did you? Did you have an inkling that it was the big guy to my left that hadn't paid you? No, nah, nah, I. I know, I know the two that did pay, so right. everyone else is <laughs> everyone just in the same. Just <laughs> Jesus. And so, I mean, you won the Supercoach. Are you a big league fan? That was quite... A, I've never won, even got even close to winning the Supercoach. Yeah, I, I, I love watching league. It's good fun. Um, I guess it's, you know, league's the best game to watch on telly, and mm. then AFL's the best game to watch live, and then Union's just in the middle, so... League's pretty good to just chill out and switch off because you don't have to think too much about yeah, it. Yeah, much like league is who, themselves. Who do you support? I swing. Uh, yeah. I guess it was the Roosters last year because I got on win the premiership, so I just so you got on late in September. Yeah, yeah, about uh, <laughs> yeah. semi final, um, and then the, it was the Sharks before that because I 
was dating my wife at the time. And yeah. Yeah, so I had to support Sharky. She lives down there. And, mm. and I think this year I'm going to throw my support behind the Eels. I thought, wow. you to, I, about, I thought you were about to say the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles, no, man. The, the Eagles. Man, I'm not that Throw desperate. a G in there. I can't man. do yeah. that, no. Oh, okay. Well, not no. that desperate. No, yeah, yeah. Well, you'll well, be desperate after this season if you support the Eels, mate, let me tell you. Blakey Ferguson heading over. He's yeah. going to be great for them. Yeah. He's, look, I like Moses Blake. running the show. He's bouncing back for sure. Did you have much of a relationship with the Roosters, guys? Because you were both training at Allianz, weren't you? We did, but we also, it was more so just always supporting each other, I guess. Like, you'd be bouncing around Moore Park and having a chat and, you know... People like Jared Warrior Hargraves, just nicest blokes ever, always coming yeah. up and having a chat in the cafe. And uh, we did a few opposed training sessions together. But uh, once actually we did an opposed Wallabies versus Roosters because Trent Robinson and Czech are good mates. Mm. And it got full noisy. Like the, the leagueies were just all fired up. I really? Think, I think um, Fergo accidentally knocked out Matt Tamua in a training session. Knocked and, him out? Knocked him yeah, out. just like a swinging arm, you know, those casual things they do in league. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, it got really noisy and we're doing just like three on three, like sort of starting a couple of metres away from each other, working on our tackle tech and, you know, the leaguey boys always tackle high Yeah, and we're all predominantly low tacklers so Latrell was like running running straight at Hoops just expecting a big bump and Hoops just chops him flat and he... <laughs> Big Latrell's just looking up. Didn't really know what was going on, but it was awesome fun. Great blokes. And so, what what happens then? Like when Blake KOs Tamua, does that? Do you start firing up a little bit? Like, is everyone sort of? Because obviously you're all professional. You don't really have any animosity, but that would piss you yeah, off. I imagine. No, no, it was it was complete accident. So pup right. sort of slipped and swinging arm at the same time. It was a, it was a complete accident, but it certainly got showed around the team room on the highlights oh, reel for a while. How was Latrell after he got chopped in half? Was <laughs> he he was, saw, right. was a bit ginger. Have you seen the size of him? I don't think anything's sort of bringing him down. He's, yeah, but I think more just in the sense of yeah. he wouldn't get chopped that often. No, so, no the big boys always go thing. high on him. Yeah, exactly. yeah. but uh, yeah, he's it was it was good fun. Bloody good blokes over there. That's cool. Do you yeah, ever have a couple of beers with the with leagueies? I know? don't know if I see you boys would keep up. You've been over to Europe <laughs> no. a fair few times and we've talked to... Who did we talk to? And that, they Drew? Said, was it Drew who said that keeping up with the leagueies over in Europe was almost impossible? There have been a few times Might when our sort of spring tour and That's their what I mean, yeah. spring tours crossed over, but... Uh, besides sort of a few chance meetings, maybe at Walkabout, maybe 10 years ago, way back, way back, yeah, way yeah, back. Yeah. Um, that's, that's probably hasn't been too many organised lock-ins. So <laughs> I don't know how well that would go down and, uh, at the, the moment. Leave, wouldn't it? <laughs> Jesus Christ, that would be psycho. Um, so you're out injured at the moment, calf injury, how's it going? Yeah, it's all right. I did it the first session of the year, so it was a great start to 2019. Um I was really just trying to get out of a few trial games and sort of yeah, cool. overdid it a little bit. So I'll be back next week next week against the Reds, hopefully. So round four, didn't miss too many games and start to fire up. How was the Wallabies camp? So there's a lot of, you know, bit of, I suppose, is it misinformation going around? Yeah, that there is. it was dangerous and that it was, you know, poorly run on. and all this shit. Nah, there's, it's a fair bit of carry on. Like really, it was a camp for us to sort of get back into it after about a month and, month and a bit off and the boys to get their bodies right leading into the, the super season and then a few boys just broke like I got busted uh Poe got busted on the same day then I think Dane got busted two or three days later and then Adam Coleman got busted a week later so like to be honest it was just four you don't necessarily want to go down with injury it, it, but you bust sometimes I mean I busted recently that's true, playing <laughs> I mean it happens yeah, yeah 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 exactly especially long layoffs so <laughs> no nah, it, it's just people are sort of just trying to describe it like it was you know some death march or something it was it's nothing like that it was just you know a few unfortunate high speed injuries and 
you know, most of them are back, and I think I'm I'm the last one to come back into it. And there's a few new faces around the setup. How was how was that? Obviously, you know more Bernie. Who came into? Who's the backs coach now? Uh, I don't think they've announced that yet. Okay. If you know, you let oh, me know. Isn't it? Oh, I no, I'm yeah. thinking selectors, Michael O'Connor. Yeah, he's Former in. leaguey. So he's, he, he's not coaching there, right? He's just No, selector. he's uh, the impartial selector. And he's good, mate. What's, Someone, an, what's an impartial selector? Aren't they all meant to be impartial? You'd think so, no. <laughs> I think... Um, <laughs> Unless like, well, my, my dad's selecting as well. You know, I don't, I don't actually know how it's going to work, whether he just floats around training and watches and yeah. floats around the team hotel. But he's dual international, coached a heap of sevens. You know, he's done it all luck. He's he'd be a great bloke. And to be honest, he's got that little bit of old school in him. You know, yeah. someone that'd want to back the you know the players that everyone want to watch. Someone who's hard, doesn't give up, tough. You know, doing the little things. And hopefully that that you know, with him involved with Czech and then the new director of rugby, all three of them, they can pick the best squad. Is the the new director of rugby? He is he been in Scotland? Yeah, he's been in Scotland for a while. I'm pretty sure he's back here in Australia for a fair while before that. So mm. he's been running the program over there, coordinating the the professional teams over there, sort of like the Super Rugby level teams, and yep. then into the the program there. And I think we we're lucky enough to get him back and come back home for a World Cup stint. Beautiful. Is this going to be your third? Obviously, yeah. You assume where that you're getting picked, not into hopefully, this will be your third World yeah, Cup. Yeah, hopefully. Try to make my third World Cup. Far out. I think Swoop's going for his fourth, Ashley Cooper. He'll so. make it on his ear, right? He, he's just still got it. He you does. saw him in that first game against the Hurricanes. He's yeah. just, you know, the old bull playing 13 just locks it down. And even when he came back in the uh, the, the tour of England, uh, of, was it called the Spring Tour? Yes, yeah, it Spring Tour yeah, against um, Italy. Yeah, against Italy. Came back and it was just like, holy Killed shit, it. he hasn't, he hasn't yeah, lost he's, it. He's timeless. He's a stud. Sword, mate. He's an absolute stud. Yeah, he's played a hundred tests. I know that stat. I can tell you that. One. Yeah, because he didn't. He, well, I remember in the photo he walked out in, with his cricket wide. He did. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. Raised the bat. In Love that. Brizzy. Bit of a character in Brizzy. Yeah, he's one of the greats. Yeah. Um, you'd be pretty tough to find anyone that has a bad word to say about him. He's yeah. and he's timeless as well. Like he could have a laugh with the older boys in the squad, but also just absolutely be relatable to an 18 year old coming in. Um, yeah. One of the boys in the squad, old Scots boy, actually 18 years old and sweeps like, mate, I, I debuted, you know, before you were born. <laughs> <laughs> so, Who is he? Who's the Scots boy in the squad? Will Harris. He's one of the, he's, uh, Jesus. he's, don't know out him. last year, so he's a good young bloke. Good really? Player. Yeah, which isn't typical of, of Scots boys either. Oh, so. hey. oh well, oh, yeah, cool that there. <laughs> right, so we got a Scots boy in the Waratahs, Will Harris. Mm. We knew that. <laughs> no, Friend we of the show. We we'll get him on. That. We'll get him Friend on. Friend of the show, get him on. <laughs> How do you think on the World Cup this year, what are the Japanese like in term, when, when it comes to rugby? Do they love it? They absolutely love it. Like... Um, yeah, it's, it's tough to put in words how much they love it. They have a massive competition over there. So the players play for the companies. So like you represent Coca-Cola or Toyota or Panasonic. whatever. It's very yeah, dystopian, like futuristic Blade Runner shit. <laughs> it is actually. And then <laughs> there's the fans are mad. So like even one of our boys, Bernard Foley, went over and played for the Rico Black Rams and, you know, their team, I think they won two. two he led them to a great 2-11 and 11 season, but he, <laughs> the fans still absolutely loved it. Like they're, they're going to organise the best World Cup. They're... Yeah. The problem is, you ask about their playing ability, there's no real like rubbish teams that make the World Cup now. You know, mm. I remember Australia beating Namibia Love that game. by a bazillion. Yeah, Matt Rogers literally killed a guy in that four, game. Four, five World Cups ago. Yeah. And there aren't really any of those teams anymore. Like Because of the sevens in the Olympics now and all those you know 
countries like Russia and USA and Japan, they all China, they all play sevens because it's because it's an Olympic sport. Mm. The base is building. So, you know, USA is second in the men's sevens ladder, I'm pretty is sure. That right. And and they've just got rapid athletes and some huge boys. So yeah. like, the numbers they have there and the the desire to grow in that sort of if they if they sport. really com- committed to rugby, oh. they'd be fucked. Like the yeah. amount of people they got there, and like the athletes they've got. Oh, the, all the amount of the athletes they've got, right? It's yeah. mental. Unbelievable. So Japan last World Cup, they beat uh, South Africa. It's mm. like, yeah. Do they have a style of rugby? You know what I mean? Yeah, Japan? just quick. They play a quick style of footy and lots of throw the ball around. They they kill you on turnovers. A lot like Australia uh, Waratahs versus the Sunwolves last week. They just. You know, they defend the house down. They just, all they do is chop tackle all day and get physical. And then once you turn the ball over or give a loose pass, they're onto it and they just go. They're, they're all, they're quick, they're mobile. They're out. They know that they're not going to be the biggest team in the in the competition. So they they really drive that sort of quick speed of ball, quick ruck, ruck speed to make sure that they're staying ahead of the opposition and nullifying those big boys. How does it work over there with the Sun Wolves and their domestic competition and then the Japanese national side. Is the Sunwolves basically the national team? No, so it's a How bit like it here. It's like, uh, you know, Shoot Shield, okay. Super Rugby, oh, okay. Wallabies. Right, right, right. Whereas they're the company teams. And yeah. then some of those players, not all of them, some of those players elect to go and play with the Sunwolves. Mm. And then out of the Sunwolves, they sort of lead okay. into the right. Japanese team. But I think, um, don't quote me, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you have to play in the Sunwolves to make the Japanese national team. So they are getting their best players in the world playing in the Sunwolves at the moment, filtered littered with a few foreigners as yeah. well. They've they've really improved, and they're kind of in the Super Rugby uh, as a team. When they sort of came in, you're thinking like this is going to be a bit of a fucking joke, mm. but they've actually like I mean, as evidenced by the result against Waratahs the other day, but they're it's enjoyable to watch. And then I imagine as a player. I mean, I only imagine because I've been to Japan and I fucking loved it. But is it quite a cool <laughs> place to go to? Yeah, and it's cool. Like the it, Japan actually works the best with us with our time zone. So you fly pretty much overnight. We're in there Thursday. Captains run fr- like day off Thursday. Captains runs Friday. Then we play Saturday and out that night. So oh, you just you just you just in and out. Yeah, because they they only do night bit. flights to and from Sydney. So it yeah, works right. out really well for us. Boys love Japan. Like it's, business, it's, we fly in business. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, nothing but. Sick. Is there a right turn in the plane? <laughs> no, I, I guarantee don't there is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how our union players' union negotiated that, but somehow we only fly business over three hours. So, oh nice. Yeah, so unfortunately, we're not getting it to Brisbane, but well, yeah. well, no, not that you really need it. Yeah, forty-five minutes in the air, you'll be fine. Yeah, that's it. We'll there's just, no, there's only a right turn. We'll just stretch flights, when we get there. Um. So, bit on your career, you you sort of was sevens your first break, and yeah. Before Super Rugby, yeah, I was just playing Colts and enjoying it at uni. So uh, actually, just it. before I cut you off, there have had a game against you in a Colts game for Eastern Suburbs. Do like to bring up my football career every once in a while. <laughs> East Colts, first Colts couple of games. Obviously, that time I played Nick. Uh, okay, well, let's get to the the juice. No, no, look, that was all. I just who won in that. I would assume Sydney Uni won. Oh, okay. But I just wanted to mention that before we then go on. So you started we in Colts. Obviously got, <laughs> we obviously got the bounce of the ball that day, I guess. Yeah, I just want to drop that in. Yeah, yeah. Was, that the, uh, was that the game you shattered your kneecap in? Cap in no, that was places? my very last game. Mm. That was, uh, had I known. Well, maybe that, would have, maybe that was your last injury. game. Career-ending injury uh, against Ranwick. In front of the missile. In front of the missile. Broke my kneecap. Uh, what do you do? 
I didn't have the skill to justify coming back from it. You know what I mean? Like, if I had any chance of being a professional footballer, <laughs> maybe I would have tried to fix the knee. But now it gets, it's numb. I can't feel it. Now you're just in a late podcast. And it stiffens in the, wet, in the cold weather. Mm. So, anyway. Uh, sevens. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was actually just playing Colts and loving Colts. Just, I didn't have any aspirations to be a professional footy player. I was just love playing with the boys yeah. and having a good night um, afterwards and, you know, just meeting blokes that I've never met before and playing with them was awesome. But I guess well, I was planning a trip to South America for like two months with three of my mates. And that, like a week before we left, I'd had all my shorts, I'd got my huge backpack, I was ready to go. And the a week before, um, the sevens coach called me up and he's like, mate, one of the blokes is injured, do you, might, do you want to come down and just like pretty much hold pads for the a week down at AIS and I was like oh well why not like we'll see how it goes like, yeah could, sure. could be a lot of fun and yeah. you know not gonna not, not too much skin off my nose to push the flight back two days or something towards the end of the camp he was like mate you've impressed the hell out of me do you want to come and then that was just the, I'm pretty sure the only reason I got invited to go and hold bags was because Bernard Foley was in there as well and they just needed someone to run around and Jesus. And then all of a sudden got picked and then just got my first taste and I was like, this is the best. Don't want to let it go. So in sevens in the old days, we didn't have a centralized program. So you had to do your own stuff away. And so players would be given programs and go and have to do your own stuff away from the sevens schedule. And then before the next game tournament, you'd go a week in AIS and train together and then you'd go on the trip. So I guess that break me and bernie who he was his first taste as well we weren't picking any rep teams or anything so you know we once we got a taste we weren't going to let it go and yeah we absolutely trained the house down and stayed there and played a whole year of sevens and went to the commonwealth games in india and had an unreal time and was lucky enough to get a silver medal there as well and then after that i was playing third grade at sydney uni and then um was lucky enough to get the a rookie contract of the Rebels. So, so who, who was ahead of you in grade for you to be? Uh, I think it was, was Burgess. Or no, Matt, Matt Schwager was there running around. He was a few years older than me. And then Eddie Brennan was playing second. So so no one who was exactly killing it in Super Rugby or anything. Was that like, do you know what I mean? So yeah. Kind of like, no, yeah. Picked for a rookie contract. No, yeah. Grade. There's no Burger or anything back then. So yeah, that's just where I, I was. Because I was coming back from sevens and that's where they thought I was in the 15s game. And lucky enough to get a contract and then played the rest of the year third grade and uh, first grade and then yeah. I think we won that year as well and so that was pretty much it it was all sort of I wish it was as simple as some of these blokes nowadays that contract straight out of school go into the academy go straight into the first squad start playing super rugby but yeah. it would to be honest looking back on it I'd much rather prefer to do it my way like your story's way better. Yeah. So yeah. How, how from old, from how holding old pads to 120 Super Rugby caps and 70 Wallabies caps. No, actually, I think yeah. it's 97 Super Rugby caps. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the intro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my apologies. So how old were you when you started Sevens? Uh, I was 20. 20. 20. So you had some time out of school as well. Yeah. Sort of like Three years of Colts relax. as well. And I think I failed every subject I was enrolled in. Oh. But um, yeah, so... I don't know, I guess I had more of a perspective of the real world. I had a job on the outside of uni and, you know, I was a groundskeeper and loved it. And, you know, I think that, that's helped me a lot. And yeah. especially when you get your first taste of international footy, it's like, God, I don't want, I'm not, this isn't giving me, this isn't getting spooed fed to me. I, I, this is the best. I'm not going to let this opportunity die. So. Yeah. How was the Com Games? Did you say it was in Delhi? Yeah, India. That would have been interesting. It's cool. It was, 
it was different to every other com games from what I can imagine because it was actually run by the army. So the army ran the village. Like we're in all these oh. villages, like, and it was funny, like, because we're a rugby team and you know knockabout blokes. None of the rooms were finished. Like doors are on the ground. Like showers don't work, and couldn't couldn't fuss us less. Whereas yeah, yeah. I think everyone else in the Aussie team were just like, this is a disgrace. The and swimmers would have been up. Yeah, now. we were just like, this is awesome. Like we're all sleeping in the same room. How good. Like, <laughs> um, but it was unreal. Like we they pretty much built a stadium for the sevens and. We, uh, we, it was funny. It was funny old tournament. Like we got there a week early. We had to train at the school down the road, and it was awesome fun. Like and and at that stage, sevens was not even on the map at all. And I think we exceeded everyone's expectations and, and ended up coming getting the silver behind New Zealand. And I was going to say, who was it? New Zealand. Yeah, yeah they got last last play of the game. They scored. Uh, we were up. Eh. Are the rumours true about games villages? Um. Well, the thing was, because the army ran the village, there was technically no alcohol in the village. Technically. So there was, it wasn't like there was bars everywhere or everything. We um, were allowed in one bar in the whole city, which, you know, an armoured truck would take, would lead the bus, and then we had armoured army people on the bus, and then another armoured truck behind us, and that would take us to the bar. And then we'd go have a few beers and then get back on the bus and everyone starts running around trying to grab the army people's guns and <laughs> have a laugh that way. But, yeah, so it wasn't, I can imagine, like it is in the, all the other safe sort of places in the world, but we, we still had a crack. We had a lot of fun. It's good. Yeah, good. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, so you came back from how long after like sort of the, the sevens uh, situation where you, you know, you picked out of nowhere, then you're playing com games and then you're back, and then how long till you get super your super rugby contract? Well, I I had it before I left, and then um, so was, you'd already secured the contract before yeah, you went over. Right. Yeah, and then I was really lucky, got picked in the Wallaby squad after the sevens, the Com Games. So literally, fuck got man, home. what a what a just a crazy run. Yeah, it was ridiculous, and like I think I still like Robbie Deans was down there watching a Sydney Universe Randwick game once, and I played that game played quite well but then it went away for seven so that was the only 15s he'd probably seen me play but was lucky enough to get a, a spot on the spring tour and before i'd played met anyone in super rugby i was all of a sudden meeting all these people i was watching down at the gross farm hotel <laughs> probably two months earlier and now i'm playing and training with these blokes so it was a it was a crazy sort of three months and then came back and went straight down to the rebels and, and started playing my footy down there that's psycho, man. Jesus. And when did you captain the Colts to a victory? Did In, I read that right? Yeah, 2010. Okay. Yeah. 2010, oh, nine, nine, 2009. 2009. So this is, that had already happened before you yeah, got so I was sort of for, Yeah, so I sort of played half a season of grade before I started playing footy internationally, which was pretty loose. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I've always heard about you, yourself as a player is that you're incredibly fit. <laughs> like you just your fitness is just out of this world. Um, we were one of our the guys we spoke to uh, from GWS, Dylan Buckley. I was shocked to hear they don't do beep tests in the shock. <laughs> Absolutely, I think that's only like a down. year nine school thing, right? Okay, yeah. again, that's so, so you so you don't do them either. Uh, so we do five minute <laughs> tests, Broncos now. You do the what? Sorry, the Broncos. So it's like from the try line, uh, twenty meters back, forty meters back, sixty meters back, oh, and do that five worse. times. So that's that's and, our and, big and test and now. And your speed, uh, the the time you completed in is yeah. obviously the mark. Yeah. So then, and where do you stack up? I go all right. 
Yeah. yeah right. Well, five. what was your beep test at school then? Before we do, you remember what was the oh, best? I can't even remember. Oh, no. Fucking hell, Nick. No. We because then after beep test we went into yo-yos, which is ah uh, okay different which again. Is... So. There's a, so the Broncos. I'd like to yeah. get a conditioning trainer on to this podcast and ask him what has happened to the beep test. Yeah, where's it gone? Because it was fact. tried and tested for as long as I can remember. And you could measure between a 30-year 30, 30 span as well. Yeah, you exactly. could really exactly. compare yourself to your dad almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It was a great and it was, such a, it was such a nice metric. I'm a 15-1 guy. I'm a 15-2 <laughs> guy. You know what I, mean? I heard bloody George Gregan yeah. did 31. I heard he finished it. <laughs> Every cricketer ever. That's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's disappointing to hear. So the beep test really is dead then, Eddie. That's uh, resigned to the animal of history well you guys could go and do a bronco now and we can compare we could compare the broncos so the bronco again is what you go trial under 20 yeah back back to the 40 back Back. 60 back and it's just five times so it's and then you do that five five times times, okay so some real demons by the end yeah that's fucked just so much turning yeah dude (laughs) that'd be tough the big boys do not enjoy it no (laughs) dude i can imagine uh so how, how many years you spent at the Rebels before then the Tars? Rebels for three years and then um, got luck, got lucky to get a contract back at the Tars. Is that a bit of a dream come true in terms of yeah. like, you know, like, growing up in New South Wales? Yeah. Loved Tars Loved games. my time at the Rebels. Like they gave me the best opportunity ever, but, you know, Sydney's home for me. Yeah. Born and bred. All my mates are here. It's, yeah. It's great to be back home and then came back in 2014 and we had a dream year that year and ended up winning the premiership and that was just the best thing ever like the, i've never seen sort of this the city the atmosphere around that yeah. final like it was huge is that a career highlight for you yeah definitely yeah but having i think we still hold the super rugby record for most people at a i believe final. 61 thousand yeah. 62 thousand yeah and it, it was just it was great and the you know three or four days after that were great fun as well well and, i heard that you guys uh we, i've been in contact with obviously a mutual friend of yes. ours izzy <laughs> carey uh and he was Snitch. saying that you uh so you used to live in a house with Foley and a couple of other boys. Yeah, the Pentagon. John Lance, the yeah. Pentagon. Yeah. And you guys sort of hosted these celebrations for the title. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So we had everyone, I think after the final, we went to Ivy for like a function. And then after that, everyone went back to the Pentagon and... <laughs> Tore it apart for three days, really. <laughs> How's the neighbours go with that? Are you just like, look, you've got to just show them the trophy. Well, like, yeah, what, right we were actually in a one of those jewel house, semi-attached. Okay. And next door was this old Irish guy. He was 80 years old, deaf. Oh, dude. Oh. Dream result. <laughs> so he, he, did, he didn't care at all. And he loved us because he's Irish, loves his footy. Yeah. The other side was a bunch of backpackers. So oh, what right do they have to complain too yeah. much? But there was a guy that lived behind us who used to write for Fairfax. You know, he had like... 90,000 followers on Twitter and he was he tweeted the next day he was like neighbors carrying on still you know celebrating the Waratahs win up all night I look over the fence it is the Waratahs play on <laughs> so it was it's sort of one of those unique periods where we could have done what we wanted really we had yeah. a few good days and then we we're straight into Bledisloe like camp sort of on Wednesday so that uh, really Brought us roaring back to earth <laughs> into oh, yeah. Foley, running around and Foley taking that that uh, penalty is that as nervous as you've been? Yes, yeah, he's because that's probably the limit of his range. Like if you don't know it, he's he's got a size six foot, so he can't really size kick it. six. No, it's, <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's about seven and a half. 
It's seven and a half, but it is a very small foot. But we yeah, say he can't reach too much far small. past 30 and he's hitting that on 45. I was like, oh God, I hope he's got the legs here. Yeah. Little man. And but, just had it. Hey? Yeah. Like it, just, was, it just scraped You in. can see the shadows sort of across the post when it, when it lands. So, yeah. Yeah. That was epic. And, and against the Crusaders as well, where you're just like, you know, they're never out of it. And it's sort of like, oh, are they going to do it again? Are they going to fucking break all their hearts? They've just been so good over the last 10 years, 15 years. That just, yeah. So close. Come on, boys. If you're going to drop one, do it for us. Please come do on. it for us. Thank you. And that's it as well. Like the drought breaker for New South Wales gives it all the more meaning. Sorry. Being the first one was awesome. Because like, you got all of us, we loved watching the Tars when we were kids. Mm. Like I used to go to all, a lot of the SFS games and, you know, watching Chris Whitaker and Big Matt Dunning running around, like love the Tars, yeah. but you know we we're always perennial, you know, almost, almost, yeah, like they almost made won the final one year. They almost made the final one year, and I guess it was a great reward. I guess there'd be a lot of Tars fans out there for 14 years that just been frustrated to the to the hilt, and yeah, finally being able to reward some of them it was it was awesome. Does Checker talk about that sort of stuff during the the lead up, or is he try to? Just focus on the task instead of sort of loading you with all the emotion of past no. That's failures. that's his area, the emotion. Right. His, his ability to read players is something that's phenomenal. He'll know the player that you can give a rev up to in front of everyone, and that'll make him a better player. Or the players that you need to go and just be like, just in the ear, you know, man, come on, you got to do this a little bit better, and mm. that that will make him a better player. Like he's got so many different techniques. Like that year was so so funny that. You know, every game had a new sort of thing. You know, one time he drew this, you know, you guys would have seen the poker face. And the idea is that no matter, like, we're playing a team that was really in your grill and trying to get you off your game, just poker face all game. And he was just always like this, sort of zipping his lips, poker face, poker face. Or the golf clubs, you saw him, you know, he threw a golf game for the final. He actually bought 30 drivers and named every one and then gave them to each player. And like they were old school names like Beryl and names like this. So he's like, this is yours. No matter what happens today, let the club go. So stuff like that. And it was awesome. He's, he's got that unique Sick. ability to surround himself with the best coaches, you know, technically and smarts wise. And he just brings that amazing emotion and is able to work the program together. Without having to go too much into, you know, what went wrong, but you talk about how he's sort of good at getting all the best people around him. Uh, and recently Bernie's left the setup. Was there, what's, what's happened there? Yeah. I, people are, are you also, surprised by it or is um, it sort of like, no, it was a bit, I did. I was surprised, but nothing happened. There was no like big blow up or yeah. a fight or anything like that. Not that I can see, but yeah. you know, I think it was just, who'd win that fight. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Pay for view, yeah, yeah exactly. maybe on the undercard of Gallon's next one. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Um, no, I think you know, I just think they had different playing styles and you know, they wanted to go in a different direction. Yeah, I, you know, not saying that either or is better than the other, but you know, that, that was just the way they wanted to go. And our attack probably wasn't as good as it needed to be in, in that area, and we needed just a bit of a straighten up. Yeah, so with your how much does check? And I mean, obviously now it's changed, so it may change again. But with Larkham, how much of it was Checker going, this is how I want us to attack, and then Larkham maybe trying to put the finesse on it? Or was Lark was Bernie sort of going like, this is sort of how we should play? Yeah, we we do. Do. it's funny because we didn't really see too much of that. They had a lot of stuff. You know, all the coaches were always having their meetings. But, yeah. you know, in the team meetings, there were Bernie was talking about some things and, you know, then Checker bring up something else like... 
they obviously didn't really. Bernie didn't really want to play a style that Czech wanted to. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's it's something that maybe needed to happen, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Bernie was back. You know, after a World Cup or you know, in the next few years, he's one of the Aussie greats. Absolutely. Is there a bit of starstruck there when you go like like? I mean, I guess not for you now. I guess I'm just thinking about it for myself. But like Larkin, when we were growing up, was such a psych. Yeah. That sort of then you got him coaching you. But again, you've been playing for 122. No, because the Brumbies boys would have got used to it early because he was an assistant coach. But Mm. we got him in and, you know, like watching him play, it was unbelievable. Yeah. He's he's so smart around all the little technical things, but he's also a really cheeky bloke. So, you know, you're sitting there expecting a real serious chat and then he'll just take the piss out of you. And it's like, ah, right. He's... (laughs) Obviously a good bloke as well. Yeah, like it's also yeah, a genius. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it was good. <laughs> he's one of those kind of guys that able to relate and have a good laugh with people. And yeah. he's good, mate. He'll, uh, he'll, whatever program he gets involved in next, he'll, he'll make it a successful one. I wanted to ask you, uh, so when we're playing New Zealand, right? And they, they get in formation and, and start going about their hard Is there anything that you particularly like to do? Do you stare at one bloke? Do you stare at all of them? Do you what, look like look, just, look straight through them? How do you how do you approach that? I catch no one's eye. That's the trick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 not like it is obviously for them a tactic to intimidate you, but like once you've seen it, it's it actually when you're standing there with your mate and in a group and we always like form up in a really tight group, that solidarity sort of fires you up. So it's actually, it does the opposite for us. We, we love it because it fires us up as a team and we're just like, right, you know, you've done your bit. Let's go, let's go do ours. Like it's, uh, it, it, it's definitely on a whole an intimidating thing for, to, to have in front of you. But once you sort of start to harness that energy, it's, it's pretty powerful. And so obviously we've lost... 13, Bledisloe's, 16, 2002, what year is it? 17, is it? Who's counting? Yeah. <laughs> Do your own research. Do your own research, punters, dribblers. <laughs> but what the fuck's, what is it? So if you're in the heat of battle and we always, we're always either winning or close at halftime. And then in the second half, they just mm. fuck us every time. And is there, can you, is there something that switches on the field? Do you notice them go to a, another gear or another they're, couple of gears? Or, I think they're just... Or, it's just like you said. We'd be we'd be within two to five points every time. Every time, or in front. A every lot time. of our Bledisloe games were in front at halftime, or just before halftime, before they'd score in the thirty ninth minute. Yeah. But then they'd just be so clinical on a turnover, bang. And that's what happens when you play the Kiwis. They're they're clinical in those areas where they can absolutely kill you. So, for us, we just got to get better at firstly not giving them those opportunities, but secondly, once if we do, shutting it down. Mm. Rather than it being like, oh, they've scored, you know, 20 tries off turnovers this year. Like, why do we... Just because you've turned the ball over doesn't mean it's an automatic try. Like, the idea is we should be stopping that. So, there's a lot of stuff that we'll be doing around that particular area. Because a lot of teams do that now. A lot of... The the trend in teams to play now internationally is just to defend the house down, kick the ball long, play territory. And then when there's turnovers, just capitalise. So, a lot of the Six Nations teams are doing it at the moment. Teams like Ireland just... You know, their defence is just an absolute wall. Um, England have been doing a lot of it. Every time we've played England, they've scored at least two turnover tries, whereas, you know, they haven't really pressured us too much once our defence set. And, you know, we just need to be a lot smarter. We don't need to score every single phase. We can hold on to it and build five more phases and then score rather than trying that miracle pass or the miracle little chip and blah, blah, blah. And so that's something that we'll be, we'll be focusing on. 
touched you touched on the six stations just then uh it seems to be getting really heating up up there i mean ireland beat new zealand everyone i thought ireland was the team to beat and then yeah. they lost to england and yeah. then england lost to wales and <laughs> wales hasn't lost it's like i think it's going to be really sick when we get to japan at the end of the year is yeah there any, is there a team in particular like, that sort of takes your eye up there previously like every world cup has been dominated by the south um, oh, yeah. Southern Hemisphere teams. Well, look at the except, semis last year. Except for England, they won here. Yeah, still haven't let that go. But they, the what? Southern Hemisphere, no, no, we've all wiped, we've wiped that. Yeah, absolutely didn't happen. No, um, the Southern Hemisphere teams have always been sort of the top three or four teams in the world. But you know now those teams over there, it's like they've sort of taken a step back. They've identified what they're good at. And they're just like, we are going to be belligerent and play our game. Mm. So, you know, you look at England um, after their World Cup. Eddie, great coach, just goes, all right, so what is England traditionally strong at? Set piece, mm. dominate set piece, defence, and being physical. And that's all they've done. It's not like they have, you know, world world genius beating class attack. They're mm. just clinical in turnovers. And then they just, you know, grind you in the set, set piece and... That's why they're going so well at the moment. And all those teams are Ireland. They just have the best defensive wall. When they came over here to play us in that three-test series, they it's not like they were scoring a stupid amount of tries. They just defended the house down. It was just relentless. And, you know, they're little things that for a team like us where we want to attack from everywhere, we need to get smarter at. You know, we need to be able to play both territory and attacking football because otherwise they'll just plant 14 in the line and just have a raving fullback. Well, you're, so you're heading over to Europe at the end of this year. Yeah. Uh, which club are you, have you signed with? London Irish. London the Irish. Great London the Irish. Great London oh, Irish. Yeah. So Watch this is your, your next last five years year. between me and you. <laughs> Straight heading to the top. Up. Oh yeah. Um, so this is your last year in Australia. Yeah. For how, how long did you sign for? Two. Two years. Two. So not necessarily uh, for good. You can no. come back. No. Or I head to Japan back. and play for a company. Yeah. Um, what do I like? Yeah. What do you like? I need Coke, a TV. Mitsubishi. Yeah. Need a um, but. So how's it, how are you feeling? How does that make you feel about the year, the last year you got here in Australia? Is that extra motivation? Does it take a bit of pressure off in that you sort of know that you've just like, you've got your future sort of sorted out and you can just go play? Uh, it does a bit. I'd, you know, as, and as the club captain of the Waratahs, I've, you know, I want to make sure I'm leaving the club in a better place than when I can't. I yeah. want to leave a legacy. I want to be able to step away and just be like, you know, I've, I feel like this club's in a great place and we've got some players to not only fill my position but also the leadership responsibilities of the club. And with that in mind, it sort of gives you that extra motivator. Obviously, this is my ninth year in Australian Super Rugby, so I guess the decision for me was just a change and I was sort of wanted to be able to spend more time at home with, with my wife and kid on the way. And Oh, got that, a kid on the way. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. So that should be... All hell's going to break loose from <laughs> what I can gather. But yeah, so on the road with the Wallabies and the Waratahs, you're sort of away for 240 mm. days of the year. So whereas in, in the UK, you could play in the furthest part of England, you bust back that night. Yeah. So you're always home, which is great, which is probably a big motivator as well. want to be at home and hanging out with whatever it is, little one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it is a big motivator, you know, playing... The potential to play in the Wallabies jersey for the last years is something that's huge to me and I'm just going to sort out this little dummy half and start getting the job done. You can still play for the Wallabies though, can't you, over there because of the uh, the Gitto rule? Yeah. Right? Oh, the Mitchell rule the as he wants yeah, us to he call it. Yeah, he wants it to be called <laughs> yeah. the Mitchell rule. The Gitto Mitchell. Yeah, the Gitto Mitchell the Gitchell. rule. The Gitchell. Yeah, that, I know. So that's You'd still make yourself available for Wallabies? Oh, yeah, but 
you know, after the World Cup, it's not like after this World Cup, I think I'd be up to the standard to play in the next World Cup. So they'd obviously... So they'd look into the future. Yeah, they'd have to rebuild and there's no point getting someone in to be there for two years when you could build a young bloke like a, you know, a Jackie Gordon or someone up for four years and get him ready for the next World Cup. Yeah. Um, and how do they how do they go historically, the London Irish? Was so, right? yeah. yeah. So they're in the championship now, which yeah. is like the league below the premiership. But they're winning that and they'll get they'll get promoted up into the top league and then sort of it's up to us to keep them up there. But, yeah. you know, they've been recruiting pretty well. They've Shawnee O'Brien, the Irish um, back row. They've got Naholo from the Highlanders and the son Curtis Rona from the Tars and then there's a few, oh, really? few other few other big names coming. So Oh, so they've 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 gone after a couple of our boys. Yeah. And is that yeah. is that like in sort of preparation for getting to the to the top flight? Yeah. So that's the idea. They want to stay up there. Yeah. So that it's funny in the comp over there in the UK, you always have like a, a a dominant team in the championship, and they always go up. So whatever team goes down from the premiership, they're always back up the next year. So okay. It's just sort of a bit of a revolving door at the bottom there. But if you can stay up, it's, that's that's, that's the dream because you want you want to be playing premiership, and the, I guess the owners want us to be playing premiership as well. Mm. Um, well, I would like to go to a couple of our. Uh, things that we've been sending through uh izzy carey unless you got have you got any other questions no, no. that you wanted to, that we may no, have? I'd, I'd love to go to izzy carey okay now look again by all means big friend you, of the show yeah big friend of the show <laughs> you can tell us to you know no i'm not going to talk about that he hasn't gone too heavy or anything um he was i believe your best man at your wedding or he spoke at your he wedding. was the mc mc yeah. had brought the house down he's a funny man oh yeah he? he's a funny man i've heard he's the best in the business yeah, mate. It's he like, should start renting himself out, honestly. Like, he's that good. <laughs> or do a podcast. We should get him on here. He'd be uh, a great value for the show. It'd be confusing because I don't know if he's competed at any sort of professional level sporting-wise, but who knows? <laughs> well, he's, a pretty, he's a pretty good Oztag player. Yeah, well, I played with him at East. He was a, little, he was a gun fullback. He was like a David Peachy vibes. Mm, is how not I a bad cricketer either. I mean, really? Yeah. Not a shred of muscle on him, but no, just able to find a lot of holes. Sinewy, I'd describe his body. It's <laughs> and very... you'd have him in the team just for the, the clubhouse afterwards. Absolutely. Well, oh, I love yeah. this going the yeah. So he's, uh, he said to us, well, Fang is your nickname. Yeah. Is there any major sort of history to that or something nah, you just nothing want to avoid cool. nothing nah, cool it's, my old man was a teacher at King's he still is and that's, the well, that's boys funny, used to call him this. Fanger oh really yeah because he used to drive around the school in his car really quickly which <laughs> back in the 70s when that was fine so yeah. he obviously doesn't do that anymore no of course because yes, yeah, there's no. it's five kilometre speed limit around the school at all times um, let me just well I mean he he's mentioned here see I also hit up uh, Sam Crouch as oh, well no. So um, you couldn't read any of them. Well, no, Crouchy didn't really give us too much, except Crouchy said that, and this was sort of just mixed between uh, an Izzy and a Crouchy uh, story <laughs> here. But so he said, Fang, this is Izzy. Fanger's dad was a sports master at King's while we were still there. Had to formally discipline him a few times for misbe- misbehavior and had to suspend him. <laughs> so what were you suspended for? Uh, <laughs> Mate, <laughs> I was at an athletics carnival and there was like, was sitting around and there was a Joey's tracksuit next to my bag and I shoved it in my bag. <laughs> just, someone you just one, jacked a, someone, a Joey's tracksuit. Someone snitched on me. And so, oh, really? Yeah, suspended. Joey's boy snitched on you? No, no, a King's boy. A King's boy? Snitched on yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, don't You're worry. you kidding. We'll, we'll find him. Yeah, we day. better find him. <laughs> we can name him if you'd like. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Could you guys get sued here? Is that no, <laughs> no, we've got, we've got a legal team on okay. us, so that's all right. 
Um, Easy carry, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Easy. Correct. Easy. We have similar legal yeah. terms. <laughs> Represented by Isaac Carey. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, he says you own a greyhound with a couple of boys. Yeah. So a we, dishy. We owned a greyhound called the Penner Dog. Ah, okay. Greatest dog of all time. Yeah. So good. Yeah, he was the best. He Is he still with us? Uh, no, sadly, he went out doing what he loved. Oh, really? So now he's, he's finally sitting up in the clouds with that bunny he wanted so badly. Yeah, he wanted so bad. Uh, yeah, but it was good fun. He's the greatest dog of all time. We loved him, and then sadly he went out. How did you any get any numbers? Uh, what was his record? He was up in Ipswich, the racing capital of Australia. Of course, a, yeah. He won quite a few, actually. Did quite well for us. And the trainer was good in the way that like, he'd sort of feed him up for a few races and blow him out and... I don't know, we always managed to get him at 16s coming in strong. And <laughs> so how'd you get into the how'd you get into the pooch game? The no, because one, one of our mates had a dog as well, yeah. and he we were splitting up. The Pentagon was sadly splitting up. Uh, one of the boys moving to Perth. Uh, one of the boys moved home because he was doing his masters, and then the three of us moved to the Triangle. Obviously, uh, keeping shapes. Absolutely. And we wanted to keep, have something to keep in touch about a lot, so got a greyhound and. It's the best, way better than a horse. It ran like almost twice a week and, you know, it was, we never saw any money coming back in, but it was pretty much, it was cheap as chips, no more ongoing fees. It was great fun. And Paid for himself. And he did, you, you, the you, love, and brought a lot of love to the group of the Pentagon. Um, and you owned it with a Curtly Foley and No, Hoops. so this is our next one. Oh, yeah. so, so now you've got a new dog We've got right a new now? one in the, in the lurch and apparently he's low on the electrolytes, so he's, he's just having a little break at the moment. But, right. What's he yeah, called? That's it, Dennis. Den- that's it, Dennis. Yeah. What, any? Uh... Mm, not really a great story. No, okay. No, it's... Certainly nothing you want yeah. to touch on. No, no, it's not even good. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like a country rugby league reference, to be honest. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. So one of our mates was watching country rugby league game and one of the players' dads was just screaming out a whole heap of funny <laughs> things about his son, Dennis. So we decided to stick with that name. <laughs> But he's, he's ready to run, and there's probably about 12 of us in that one. So 12? Yeah, so Pentagon Jeez, did again. You get a, did you get a, a boy with a bit of pedigree? No, no, no. We There's a few 5% owners, you okay. know, just 500 bucks. Yeah, yeah right. Sure. Is he yeah. one of those? Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's in it for the love. Yeah, He's exactly. in it for the, the love the, of the sport. The courts, the dinners. Can you have brew courts <laughs> <Yeah>. for <laughs> greyhounds? Is that a thing? I don't see why not. No. Do you ever get to see this dog? Do you ever get to go and like pat it and hang out with it? Or what's I went the... and saw Penna Dog once. Yeah. The, probably the highlight of my wife's um, time with me. We, I had to, did some commentary stuff up for Wallabies versus Italy when I was injured last year, two years ago, two years ago. And um, the game finished, started at three, finished 5.30ish. The race was at 6.30 in Ipswich. So out of the stadium, straight in an Uber to Ipswich. The, when you're watching it on the TAP, it does not do justice to this, this wonderful establishment. And met Big Colin, the trainer, and Penadog, and we're patting him as a, I swear it was a horse. It was no, really? it was a dog. It was huge. And then he got a bit overawed because Dad was there for the first time, came fourth. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. it was great. Had the best time ever. And But by the end, when I was having a few dollar fifty four X's with Colin, my missus just kicked me in the ankle like, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we might have to plan a trip if if Dassy Dennis starts really bringing home the bacon. Keep an but, eye out for That's It Dennis. Yeah, or is yeah. it Dassit Dennis? It's That's It because oh, we okay. put in Dassit but the Greyhound Integrity Commission would not pass Dassit. Why is that? I don't Do know. they think it was something? Like yeah. They, they think it's something that it's not. Yeah. So that's disappointing. But yeah, we've, so we've had to PG the name up a little bit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. 
I think it's fantastic anyway. I'll be keeping my ear to that. Yeah. We should get a dog. Black I mean, bucket. obviously we can't. Or we'll, we'll have to go percentages in a dog. I don't know if we can go all out, but that's maybe something to dream of. Maybe we start like a GoFundMe. Maybe yeah. with the office whole, here. Well, well, that's true. A dog for the punter and the dribbler. Yeah. We could all own it together. Yeah, I think so. And he's maybe called Dribbler. <laughs> yeah, that's good name. Not bad. <laughs> Food for thought. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, look, we can get, we'll get really wrapped up in this fucking dog chat. Um, you just And then you were doing uh, some commentary. Is that something you want to do after your career? Do you have plans? Uh, uh, anything lined up? It's or certainly you something towards? I'd like to do. I think... I enjoy it mainly because I enjoy talking, informing the viewer. I guess yep. I know with rugby league, it's a like great game, but very simple. And I love listening to their commentators because they explain things. You know, yeah. you get someone like, you know, Joey or even Maddie Johns. The yeah. boys they talk a lot of stuff through, and you're like, oh yeah, it's cool. I like, mm. I like knowing I can, that. I can transfer yeah. that knowledge to my friends. Yeah, which like I'd love to do it with Union because obviously it's a lot more complex it's a lot more a lot more rules i'd love to be able to inform the viewers i probably wouldn't be doing the trent copeland on the on the big screen no no that's not my no, my jam but no. it would be something i'd be interested in but it's also i understand a very you know niche sort of thing to do after 40 and everyone would like to do it so i'd you know i'd love, I'd love you got to do the caps under the belt though you know what i mean like it's something that i feel like apart from rod kafer everyone has got caps who's sort of talking about it like Rod Caves I think got 10 Wallabies caps and whilst he's good at breaking that shit down you're still a bit like Rod 10's, no. ten's on 70 yeah exactly 10's <laughs> a whole lot less than 70 Rod um, he's been in the game for a long he time he has been in the game no disrespect to Rod shout yeah. out to Rod friend of the show friend of the show, of the show. Of the show. <laughs> um, and so have you done anything with Fox or anything like that was that what that was for yeah done a little bit of stuff but I was doing stuff consistently but then I had to knock it back because it was on the only night I had to go into uni so right Still I doing uni? Yeah, I sort of had to. Just, I decided to go on with my uni a little bit more yeah, as well. Yeah. After pa- failing, all you've got times. a bit older. Yeah, actually, it's a lot easier once you sort of try. Yeah, yeah. Not at the gross three nights a week. Like, <laughs> it's heaps easier actually. Yeah, but I handed in my last ever project probably last Friday. So, oh, well, so you're done. done. Yeah, I'm a. Fuck yeah. yeah. Who, who would have known? Enrolled 2007, graduate 2019. <laughs> Dude, that's not far off what we went through when we went down to Bathurst University for... Yeah, well, you, you, in like particular, a, you in particular. Well, yeah, mine was a three-year degree. That it's two and a half, and it two and took and you half. five or six. Five. I think it was five. Had a good time, but... Well, exactly. Yeah. It's Bathurst. You don't go all the way out to Bathurst to really to learn all that It was much. like for a stage there, I was at college and I was doing one subject. I was like, this is just... What college are you on? Were well, you doing Wesley, it so you could Wesley. get... It's like Luke, the refugee camp of colleges, really. <laughs> one subject's to get youth allowance pretty much yeah. yeah yeah and then trying to do a job on the side for cash so yeah it was all yeah we know the system i love it how the government helps oh man it was it was very necessary as well uh just a couple of things more before we go individual honors because it's obviously it's a team sport but everyone likes to win things just for themselves every once in a while Eddie. now i don't know if you know this and obviously my wikipedia research has been extensive evidence by the start of the show mm-hmm. but you were in 2016 celebrity men's health man of the year is this correct <laughs> is that right uh yes yes that was that was a long story oh, how'd you how'd you make that list <laughs> that was like something that just sort of snowballed into the world's biggest em- embarrassing event like it was like a lady from the tars was like listen men's health big magazine young men between you know 14 and 30 they love reading it so we need to get the tars in there do you mind just going and doing this q a with them for for like a, a little tiny segment like probably at the back no one will see it for them and i was like 
yeah, right, sweet, I'll do that for you. No worries. She's like, yeah, just be here at this time. So I turn up and it's like a full-on warehouse photo shoot. I, th- <laughs> I still think it was a stitch-up. <laughs> like smoke machines, med oh, balls, dude. like shirts off, <laughs> like makeup. And then I was like, well, that's going to be the most embarrassing episode, like issue of men's health ever. Like this is a massive stitch-up. You went on the cover, wait. Wait for it. <laughs> So then my work, I was just thinking, well, well, the worst thing to come out of this is just to be in one episode and then after a month it's gone. Who cares? Yeah. Then it was actually for this competition of Men's Health Celebrity Man of the Year. Firstly, I'm not a celebrity. I'm, I'm up against like Manu from MasterChef. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> and it was like a month-long competition where it just kept asking like, Vote for this person, oh, vote for this person. Shit. So then once the boys found out, it was just <laughs> viral. You could not stop it if you tried. Like all the boys, like Bernard and all John O and all these blokes are just like tweeting it everywhere and it's just kept getting retweeted and Instagrams and videos of me like cooking at home and they're like, <laughs> Oh, vote for this man. Just oh. and it went for ages and then there was like an awards night. Like full on oh, three hundred people awards night, uh, and it was a lot. It, it was looking back on it, a massive funny piss take night. Like, yeah. it was really good fun. But at the time, I just couldn't have been more awkward because I'm just not great <laughs> in those sort of crowds. And at the end, like I got it, and it was like this A4 cut out of the cover, and I was like, yay! Like, <laughs> <laughs> have you got the cover still? Yeah, it's at home. I'm just, just like, you can't throw that out. <laughs> I'm That's like, we're so getting rid good. of these. So, yeah, now, it, like, that comes up all the time. And I'm just like, I never really get a chance to tell that story. <laughs> I'm like, yep, that happened. So, That's so funny, dude. And no one will let me ever forget about it. No, like, you can tell when you're on not. doing something with a mate or something, he'll always mention it. You're like, just shut the fuck up. I bet you didn't see that coming as you were planning your trip to South America all those years no. ago. Like one day. So, are you on the front cover of the front, magazine? Front cover. Shirt off, Holy yeah. Shirt off, <laughs> oh. lifting a tire, <laughs> it was something like that. Like I do this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, I reckon we can we can leave it there, mate. That story I don't think will be topped. Um, uh, thank you very much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me. All the best I'm for real. the season, uh, your recovery, the World Cup, um, and then obviously the kid and going over to Europe. Yeah, cheers, boys. Thanks thank you very much. Big mate. fan of the show. Could you two just not talk anymore?